KCRV and the opinions expressed during the show are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or ownership of WGCH Radio. Good morning, fashion friends. Welcome to Fashion Friday. I've got a fashion-packed show today. Lots of hot topics, by the way. I'm very excited to talk about. So, as promised, I'm reporting back about the new Nordstrom. Talked about that a few weeks ago and the new mall. Um, okay, good things. Nordstrom's very very pretty. It's a new store. I like some of the things they've incorporated in. Bad news, the rest of the mall is not open. <laughs> so so uh, there's maybe uh, three stores open. If you wa- I walked through the mall. So <clears throat> let me start from the beginning. I go to the opening. This is, uh, it was the, the day before the actual general opening to the public. Um, you could go, it was sort of like a Nordstrom night out, they were calling it. And you buy a ticket, the ticket goes towards to charity from Fairfield County. Great. So I get this invite and I go. And, uh, you know, it's Nordstrom. I know this company well. When they do an, an opening, they do it very well. So uh, small store, you know, and again, I probably have been in, a dozen Nordstroms, because remember, many decades ago, I used to work for a Nordstrom. So compared to small store, which I expected that. I certainly didn't expect it to be a gigantic brick and mortar. Um, it is three floors, but but tiny. The footprint is tiny. And Is it at one end of the mall? Yes. So, at, and Bloomies is going to be at the other at end? At the other end, correct. Right. Yeah. Is, are they open? No. Oh. They are open in November. Ah. So And it's actually not even a... It's hard even to say end-to-end because it's not a, you know, it's more of a funny, I want to say almost a crescent-shaped, you know, the, the, the overall footprint of the building. Because mm. um, when you're inside, it doesn't feel like it's end-to-end. Um, I have to say this, though. When you're inside the mall, it feels bigger than the outside. The outside, it doesn't look like much. It looks like Nordstrom's and Bloomies. Mm. <laughs> That's it. But once you get inside, you're like, oh, okay, it's quite spacious. Okay, so the night of the opening. Great event, fantastic, uh, you know, customer service. They're, they're what they're known for. It's great. Every level, there was food and entertainment. So there was a DJ on one floor. There was a band, incredible band, on another floor, and then another DJ on the third floor, and food stations with really good food. So wow. um, I didn't get all of it. I didn't get to taste all of it. I a little bit here and there, um, but my husband was certainly following the food, so as <laughs> usual. So he did. So um, what did he say about the food? He said it was great. All right. He loved it. And okay. what I did have, I, I enjoyed. I was actually shopping, believe it or not, which I don't normally do with these things, but I just found myself shopping. I don't know. I was I started talking. I was making friends. I guess and, that means the, show, the, the store is well laid out. Yeah, yeah. So it's still the typical format. So the for, for, normally – first floor, and this is most department stores, but specifically Nordstrom's always been the first floor, cosmetics and shoes, and then often men's. Um, most most stores, they've had at least a few men's departments, if not all, but shoes for women, um, three, different depar- three different departments, and um, cosmetics and accessories and jewelry, that kind of thing. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you mind walking through the men's department to get to women's stuff? No. Guys don't like doing the opposite. Really? Don't like to walk through the women's stuff to get to the men's stuff. Why? 
I don't know why. I mean, maybe part of it is there's a uh, mystique about some of it, and it doesn't look very mystique oh. when it's out on hangers. <laughs> okay, fair you know? enough. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, okay. it's a good thing to have the men's department on a door of its own, at yeah. least. And this is, uh, Nordstrom, it is, the first floor. Hmm. Um, and then I believe there's more on the second floor as well. I think it was the second floor, or, th- or maybe no, that's the third floor. I don't remember now. I'm getting confused. But I will say this. Um, yeah, they're close to a mall entrance. They are also, because it is, like I said, a small store, also close to a parking lot entrance. You know, obviously you could park in the parking lot close to Nordstrom and walk right into Nordstrom. Um, but th- here's what they did different. So the first floor is normally uh, shoes, cosmetics. It's still cosmetics, um, and it's, there's still some shoes. And then there's still accessories. There's still handbags. What they did different was normally at every single Nordstrom, Right outside on the first floor, still part of the their building, but outside the into the mall is the espresso bar, otherwise known as the E bar. Oh. Okay, there's always been every Nordstrom. You go to the E bar, um, great coffee, snacks. They brought it into the store, so I thought this is interesting. So they've basically, in a nutshell, they've taken out a lot of merchandise and they filled that space with more of a customer experience. Okay. So this is one example. So it really was attractive because, A, it looked bigger. Hmm. It's normally this little tiny place. You walk up, you get your coffee, and then usually in the actual mall, you know, a few steps away, sort of in front of Nordstrom, um, will be tables and chairs that are kind of, it looks like more like mall property. It's Nordstrom's, but um, this is actually physically in the store. So you're sitting right next to shoes or handbags or whatever it may be. And it's much more contemporary looking. So they've got their own space there inside of the store where normally merchandise would be. They've got the espresso bar and snacks and whatnot and tables and chairs where you could sit. Fantastic. Hmm. The other big thing I noticed, which I have to say I liked. So, you know, obviously this is the response to retail, to online, to, uh, you know, retail sales and online shopping. The other thing I noticed was there's a huge section right across from the e-bar, this section along the side, that was dedicated to online pickup oh. and alterations. I thought, now that is smart. Yes. So um, I've already used it, by the way. Wow. So, <laughs> so basically, if you order something online and you're unsure and you need, you want to try it on, this is this is me. This is the co- I'm that customer because I don't like shopping online. But some things are only online, and then some things will sell out quickly online. And actually, never make it to the store. So I've learned the hard way. So you can order it. You can have it delivered to, or maybe you travel a lot and you're not home. Have it delivered to the store. You can then go to the store, try it on right there. It doesn't work. Boom, your return is done, and you walk out. You don't have to wait that 14 days or 10 days, business days, till the money hits your account, which is often the case, mm-hmm. which is what I, I hate about returning stuff um, because I feel like I can never keep track of that. Like, I forget about it. Like, did that ever? It might ne- not ever actually hit my bank account. I probably wouldn't notice, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. That kind of thing, if, especially if it's small amounts. Because um, who who really looks back at their account, you know, keeps checking it for $25? I know I should. I know I sound irresponsible and I should. But it's just one, another thing for me to remember. Um, so that's what I like about that part of it. Um, you can go there. You can try it on. And if it's something that needs alterations, they're, they're right there. They do it right there. Um, it's a small, it's a nominal fee. Uh, sometimes it's no fee if it's just like a basic hems, no fee. Or it's a small fee. Um, so... I did just that. So the next day, I thought, 
first of all, that it was very crowded. I needed to go back. Oh, I forgot one thing. Let me circle back. Back to the first floor. So the first floor, is, it's all about the first floor. So we've got the e-bar inside. We've got the online pickup sales. We've got alterations right there. And they've got amazing fitting rooms, too, with the different lights that you can change. Right there. Right there. Yeah, like much better lighting than the fluorescent lighting. So they knew that is exactly what was going to happen. People yes. would get stuff delivered there. They would open it up and try it on right there. Yep, yep. Okay. So in the other corner now, now we're heading towards cosmetic land. So typical cosmetic, all open bays, which I love, open concept. You can touch the product. There's no counter that a girl is standing behind. It's just all open. Oh, there's yeah. no counter like that. No counters, oh. no. Just little tiny end caps where there's a register. But literally, you could, it's like a, like a bookshelf. You could walk by and touch every all the product, which that's kind of been the norm for quite a while now at Nordstrom and most department stores if they're – if they've, you know, modernized. So you can see it, touch it, grab the product right there. There's no counter. And and the salespeople are, you know, just walking around talking, which is great. So in the very far back corner of the uh, cosmetics department is this other little section carved out for for treat beauty treatments. Mm-hmm. So there was a girl told me, uh, you can get your nails done and you can get manicures. Um, it's You can make an appointment and I believe sometimes they will take walk-ins if it's not too busy, um, but best to make an appointment. They also told me they do gel manicures, which are very popular with most women and it's sort of uh, organic. It's not harsh chemicals they're putting on your nails. Hmm. Next to that was a little section where they were doing facials. And they, I was like, wow. And I saw someone doing a sheet, one of those sheet masks, the Korean sheet masks. I was like, wow. Next to that was a brow bar where you get your eyebrows done and, you know, tweezed or whatever it is you've got, shaped, whatever it is you need. So like a full-service little beauty section. Wow. So, yeah. I, very, I think that it's very encouraging uh, to anybody who maybe you're, you wonder, you see a new store and you wonder, well, how well are they going to do it? But now you've got Nordstrom's name attached to it. You yeah. feel comfortable yeah. using their Trusting, service. Yeah. Yes, that's the And that's exactly what I did because it's also brand names that are in there. So the Browse is by Anastasia. That's a really big, big, huge, huge name. Anastasia started years ago in Beverly Hills, and she's known as a woman, known for doing the best brows, um, shaping them and teaching you how to do them. And, and uh, there's a big problem with most people, like myself, I made years ago, made the mistake of over-tweezing my eyebrows when I was younger. So you end up with these like skinny little lines. She brought it back. It's a how to really shape it and make your face, kind of frame your face. Um, so, And there's sort of a whole science behind it. So that's what is there. So I was thinking, wow, I actually was thinking about this a few weeks ago and thinking, oh, where can I go get my brows done? So I actually had my brows done that night. All right. And, yeah. And the good thing about an opening night is often there are people that are um, educators and teachers that are there to support the opening night. So that's exactly what happened. Um, I met a fantastic girl who, of course, she's a trainer of like the East Coast. So, she, so you found the person, the perfect person. The perfect person. Yeah. yeah. And she was was taught by Anastasia herself mm. and I sat down and I said here's my problem and I told her and she said no problem we can fix it and and she gave me a mirror and I watched her in the mirror so I could learn how to do it myself and then I bought the product she used so that's what I was doing while my husband was taste testing. <laughs> oh, they must have loved you, I tell you. Oh, they did. They did. <laughs> and, you know, I'm a sucker for this because I feel like this is my business. I'm in this, you know. And I said, uh, then I went over to the Mac counter and was buying. Uh, I knew exactly what I wanted and, you know. 
So um, I made some friends, yes. Um, okay, so that was my experience on opening night. And then I thought the next day, so the mall was not open that evening. So I wanted to see the mall. The very next day, I had about an hour to kill. So I went. And I walked through, and that's when I walked through the mall. So it's interesting how, like I said, there was a, you think Victoria's Secret was open. Um, uh, Untuck It, the shirt company, that mm. was open. And maybe two or three, I think there was a jewelry store open and something else I'm not recalling. There was one or two other stores open. That's it. I was, of course, I was looking for the Amazon store. I couldn't even find where it's going to be. <laughs> they were hiding it. So I did not find that. I looked on the map. It shows it on the mall map, but it doesn't show, like, where it is. It just lists it. So not yet. So I'll be checking randomly every now and then uh, because I know it's going to happen. Come November when Sa- uh, uh, Bloomingdale's opens and the rest of the mall opens, it's really going to be a nightmare to get into that mall. Oh, yeah. And I will stay far away. So I've already found little secret ways to get around to go there. <laughs> yes. I don't right. notice you talking about those. Eh? Oh, yeah, no. Not sharing. <laughs> no. Sorry. You have to figure it out yourself. <laughs> if you really want to know, you can you can contact me and I'll share it with you. Maybe I'll text it to you. I'll DM you. Um, so yeah, so the mall is interesting. What I liked about the mall, it, it is, like I said, bigger when you get inside. It appears much smaller from the outside. So there's sort of um, these random little seating areas throughout the entire mall that are all completely different. I thought, oh, that's cool. Hmm. I don't know how that's going to work once it gets crowded hmm. because they were very unusual, sort of like, you know, two wood carved type of stools. And then next to it would be big plush, comfy, leather, cozy chairs. And then Mm. next to that is, like, a wooden picnic table. And next to that are, like, you know, lucite chairs. Like, all these little seating groups, very mismatched, but very cool looking. Mm. Then I passed uh, a little alcove where there were two, they look like eggs, two little pods hanging, suspended, Mm. but there were chairs, and you could sit in there. Um, Next to Nordstrom, and you can see this from the highway. If you look, you can see the edge of the... um, sort of the corner of the of the structure of the building, there's an outside area. I found that outside area inside, and it's a huge seating area with all different types of chairs and, uh, you know, places to, to kind of cobble squat. And it looks like you can get outside. I don't know if they're going to do something with that maybe mm. in the warmer weather, but it was landscaped very nicely. It looked like almost like a patio. Interesting. So that might be interesting. I'm thinking maybe it's a space where events will be held. I don't know. So... It almost reminded me of a food court without the food, you know, like a, just a huge seating area part, but all different types of seating seating groupings, chairs and ottomans and benches. And so I thought that was unique and usual. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't know how all that's going to fare once the crowds get there. It seems like that some of it might... I feel like some of it might be in the way because, you know, I'm thinking strollers and wheelchairs and just a lot of people and kids. I'm thinking some of that furniture looked to me like it would be, you know, so that maybe that would go away. Maybe it's just filler for now. I don't know. Hmm. Um, so so that's my story. That's my mall update, my Nordstrom update. Um, what I like about it, like I said, is the merchandise or even kind of lack thereof. The space and the service, I think, are are what really did it for me. Um, So before I went to the opening, 
I was online and I saw that Nordstrom had done a collaboration with an influencer, a blogger whom I have followed for years, years and years. Her name is Atlantic Pacific. That's her, that's, I want to say that's her stage name. That's her uh, Instagram name. Um, Hugh, every, a lot of people know her. She's very, very, very popular. She's probably got over, over a million followers. And uh, love her aesthetic. Very colorful, very whimsical. Love her style. So she has done a collaboration with Halogen. Halogen is a Nordstrom brand. Mm -hmm. And immediately I thought, I love her. I love Nordstrom and Halogen. Definitely going to want to check this out. So they launched it the day of the the gala, the opening. So when I went there, of course, immediately I thought, well, I'm going to wait and see it in person. I was disappointed because there was maybe five items that they launched. But online, there's a whole collection. So I said, okay, you know, is this coming in? They said, definitely, we will get more in. We don't know when and we don't know what, but, we, you know, we've ju- it just came literally this morning in boxes. I said, okay. So then when I went back the next day, I checked again, there wasn't any more. That night I went home and I thought, I know what's going to happen. It's going to sell out online because it is sort of a limited little capsule collection. This isn't something that's going to be there all the time. And there happened to be a suit that I really, really loved. So I bought the suit online mm. and I had it couldn't be shipped to the store for some reason, not maybe because it wasn't in stores yet. I don't know. So it, it shipped it to my home and I got it and the pants were too big. So I did exactly what I wanted to do. I took it back to the Nordstrom. That's why I've been there three times now. So I took it in, and I got to go in the pretty fitting rooms. Mm. And I got to try it on, and they were fantastic. Tailors are right there on hand. Um, you know, the tailor's workspace, I believe, is upstairs, but they have a little alcove where they could do stuff quickly. And um, I needed them, not just him, but taken in as well. So I had to leave them there for a few days. Um, but it was great. You know, my own my own little uh, fitting room. I didn't have to go into a department and kind of bother a salesperson who's trying to sell. The alterations people were right there, ready to help you. And so I thought, wow, this is great. And then I was able to pay also right there. So they have their own register, their own fitting rooms, their own sewing machines are there. Um, Taylor's waiting. To, they have little iPads taking your information. Boom, I'm already in the system. Very, very easy. Very customer friendly. I love it. And I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that you can also bring non-Nordstrom items in to get altered. Obviously, there's a fee, um, but I'm pretty sure you can. I know they used to do that, and I know when I go back to pick up my pants, I'm going to check because um, I have a tailor that I love in the city, and she, she, I love her. She's great, but she's quite pricey because she where she is. She's on the Upper East Side. Um, this would be much more convenient mm. to go to Nordstrom. So keep all that in mind. I encourage you to check it out for sure um, and just take a walk in. I will I will keep checking, though, for that Amazon store. <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, Amazon and collaborations, yeah. uh, th- I had to return something to Amazon, and they've got a, a new system for doing that. They've collaborated with Kohl's. So you can return oh. the item to a participating Kohl's, the one in Porchester, which is the nearest one to me, is a participating Kohl's. Really? They will pack it up. You don't have to worry about saving the box or oh, anything. They I will love pack that. it up and send it back. And they gave me a 25% discount on my next purchase, well, within within seven days, at Kohl's, which I did take advantage oh, of. Oh, like a little bounce back. I oh, like it. It's a wonderful arrangement. Smarts. Yeah. Smart. You see these retailers, they have to be smart because of what the change, the change in how we shop. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so I want to get to this next thing. Speaking of 
Department stores. I've got an update on Barney's. Oh, Barney's New York. Yes. Okay, so they have signed a deal. This just happened like a day or two ago. They've signed a deal to sell its assets for $271.4 million, which to me doesn't sound like that much for them, mm. um, to Authentic Brands Group. It's basically a licensing company that owns other brands like Nine West, Aeropostale, Investment Bank, B. Riley. So it's a licensing company. Mm. And uh, what happens is, so Barneys can conduct an auction until the court allows them to sort of open it up. And they could, if they want, hopefully have a bidding war. And they can sort of conduct an auction until October 24th. So not very long. And if no other bids come in, the uh, deal on authentic, authentic? Yeah, authentic uh, brands will pursue the agreement and they will close all seven stores wow yes so in the meantime so that means authentic may bring out the barney's brand well you're on to something so oh. in the meantime yeah you're a step ahead of me oh. Saks mm. has stepped in and is trying to partner with authentic on potentially licensing the barney's uh, uh. brand the barney's name so it's Saks. Which that would won't. be smart. Yeah. Yes. Yes, which would be smart. Which would be probably the reason Authentic wanted it, I would think. Uh, yeah, I'm Part, sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Probably numerous reasons. Probably yeah. also reasons we don't even know about mm-hmm. and never will. But um, so it sounds like that's the way it's going to go. Um, I feel like if, un- unless there's somebody else in the, you know, in the in the wings waiting, but I don't know. Yeah. End of so, an era. Yeah, I know. I'm actually really sad about this. I have yeah. to say, it's just something. And more about the New York store, I, Beverly Hills. I would go to once in a while because I had a friend that worked there. I'm not so upset about that. When I'm in L- LA, there's lots of other stores I like to go to. It's the New York Madison flagship. It really is yeah. end of an era. Yeah. So um, I said to my husband, well, we have to go up to Fred's for lunch upstairs to the restaurant at least one more time. Do you remember when there was it, – it, Lebrani's was like a secret place to go to for amazing quality. Yes. And it, it was – you'd hear the commercials on NEWFMT uh, radio. I remember listening to rock music and, and they were advertising there. And it was that, – that was what it was. And then it yeah. became a huge place that rivaled – Every all the other big stores, it right. seemed like. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember when it was like the three Bs, you know, Barney's, Bergdorf's, and Bendel's. Oh. Even, even, and then eventually Bloomies. But really it was about those three were like where you went for upscale, you know, good quality, amazing, current, very like on-trend pieces that were yeah. very, very fashion forward. On-trend, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the scoop. Um, that's the scoop. I'm not even going to take a break. I want to get right into my next <laughs> uh, segment. So that's the scoop on Barney's. I will be back after October 24th and we see if it's official. But I encourage everyone to go to Barney's. Yeah. And They're I still would, there. Right. Do you think they'll have sales? It doesn't seem like it's that kind of store. That was my, I'm sure everyone's question, but I don't know. Like, you know, normally it's like closing out sales, everything must go. That doesn't seem like the type of place that would do that. Well, plus they've got this deal waiting. That's true. That will That's basically true. buy up all their, all, it sounds like it's buying up all of their, their, their product. Yeah, so where's the product going to go, though? So there's, there, there isn't the reason for the sale that they would normally have. Right. But I don't. But all that product can't possibly just. Then again, making extra money wouldn't be a terrible thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wonder where it's going to go because all of it, even if Saks, t- okay, they they want the Barney's name, mm. they can't take all of that product. True, that's a lot. That's a big building. Interesting. Okay, so my last uh, five minutes, I want to get to 
street style scene at Paris Fashion Week. You know, the things I love. So street style. So I want to talk about this because it's like the things I love about sort of looking at showgoers and, and people waiting or, you know, walking around during Fashion Week. It's the people are wearing things that you can purchase right now. There's even the, if you see something that's inspiring, you're wear everybody's wearing what would be appropriate for that time. As opposed to when you go inside to a show, you're looking at things that aren't available or appropriate to wear for six months at least. So, you know, in fall, we're looking at spring and spring, we're looking at fall and so on and so forth. So that's what I like about people watching. Um, so a couple of things on, uh, seen on the streets of Paris during P- Paris Fashion Week were similar to what we saw in New York, which is interesting because usually it's not. Um, but a couple of, of interesting things. Um, all over leather, again, head to toe. So top, bottom, even jumpsuits, dresses, leather, leather, leather everywhere. Chunky platforms. Not that they were ever out, according to me. <laughs> um, but the sort of a brogue-style shoe with a big platform. Combat boots with a big platform. It's basically any shoe, and they're throwing a really big, pl- chunky platform. I love that. I like that because it's a nice mix of sort of edgy meets, you know, with, especially with a brogue, meets a sort of conservative, traditional shoe. Um, vests, believe it or not, vests were sort of very fitted, men's tailored vests, fitted and oversized, but menswear style and like a menswear plaid were huge. I love that for this time of year. Um, shrunken sweaters, I saw a lot of this, um, paired with sort of high-waisted jeans, so you can still wear it into the fall. Um, it's not really, a, you know, it's a sweater, a lightweight sweater, um, but paired with a high-waisted pants or jeans, would, which would still work. Um, big bags were everywhere. And I don't mean big bags. I mean huge. A little too big, if you ask me. Because I'm thinking, what can you put in that before it starts to become really heavy? (laughs) So I don't know about that one. And then shorts. Lots of shorts, meaning sort of like a dressy short. So shorts that were part of a pants, you know, like a suit, like a jacket matching. Um, Tweed and sort of a boucle, like a heavier fabric. So what I would call like a winter short. Um, You would obviously then wear it with a pair of tights underneath. Um, So lots of that. And then jewelry, one of my favorite things to talk about. So here's the trend. Big, huge, extra large hoops I saw. And in every different... uh, style you could find from just a plain gold hoop to sorts very chunky that look like a chain link to twisted metal to pearls to um, beaded to um, you name it like multi um, metals mixed metals but really big big hoops oversized links um, lots of pearls Pearls done in a very modern way, so done with, like, gunmetal and gold, you know, set in the non-traditional way. And lots and lots of sculptural jewelry. I love this, by the way. Um, Very sort of almost looks like a wave, like a a big, huge cuff that looks like a wave or a necklace that looks very – it's not just like a soft and delicate. It's more chunky and has more architectural kind of, you know, uh, geometric lines to it. Hmm. Um, Also really big, colorful statement earrings, which I feel like that was just a few years ago. So excited about that. Those are a couple of things you can wear now that are, you know, on trend uh, now and certainly for spring. So – Hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I'm going to report back about that Barney's, by the way. So you don't want to miss next week. Join me for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH.
The Voice of Greenwich. This is 1490 WGCH Greenwich. Ceasefire, Perry Revelations. I'm John Trout. Following the U.S. brokered ceasefire, Turkey's president says Syrian Kurdish fighters are withdrawing from parts of northeast Syria. At his Dallas rally, President Trump praising the ceasefire Turkey agreed to via U.S. pressure. Without spilling a drop of American blood, not one drop of American blood. Republican Senator Mitt Romney delivered a lengthy criticism arguing Turkey got what it wanted and the U.S. abandoned its Kurdish allies. An American honor has already been tarnished. Bob Cost, 